What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joey, I'm just starting a new course on how to rent your car out on Turo. And really? Yeah, Kate and Alexander, my two oldest daughters, and I just sat down and we watched the orientation video. It was 55 minutes. What? And I, I initially my instinct was to just skip it. Like, like just let's just dive into the course. But I thought, you know, I've got I've got a 14-year-old, I've got a 16-year-old. I need to take them through each one of these steps, right? I need to have them see everything from the very beginning. And the course provider, every single step along the way, he would open up kind of a new tab and then it would just like, you know, it show all the things that he was going to cover within that tab. And I could kind of feel the tension behind me, you know, like I'm sitting right <laughs> in front of my two girls and I've taken their phones away. I folk, you know, try to get them to focus on it. But one of the biggest takeaways I had of going through a 55 minute orientation was mindset. The instructor over and over again kept bringing us back to the point of we have to think about this from a different mindset. We have to be motivated. How are we going to keep ourselves motivated as we tire out? And I'm thinking, like, we're tiring out in the orientation phase, <laughs> much less like halfway through a course. And I, I didn't get a chance to sit in with you guys yesterday as you were doing the the podcast, the inner circle podcast on should I be paying my life insurance premium till age a hundred? But I, I think no, it's, I, it's do I have to? Well, I, I mean, it's the same concept though, right? I, I right. feel like along that that pathway is really going to mindset, motivation. How am I thinking about this? Am I thinking about this from an abundant? process, Joey, when you and I think about our, our life insurance policies, which are large six figures amount that we put in every single year a piece, initially, it probably started out with a little bit of a scarcity, like, ooh, am I going to be able to afford this next year? But now it's changed. Now it's, man, I'm going to have so much money coming in from all the things that we're doing. Where will it be able to go to? I think that's a key point. And Russ, it's kind of like you were reading our minds because we started out this thing talking about mindset. Like, is this an expense or an opportunity? And and we lead into that from the standpoint of, well, let's, if that's still kind of a challenge, well, why don't we consider what it would be like to stop paying earlier, right? Like, what's the alternative of paying to age 100? And considering that, we talked about all the things around there. And then the lastly is what are your options? Like, I think one of the things that stands in the way of somebody taking the next step of, of doing this process is they don't want to commit to age hundred because they just don't know what their options are along the way. So we kind of uncovered those 
and give people exactly like what paths they could take, assuming something came up that they didn't, weren't expecting? Well, here's the thing. It's all wordsmithing, right? As I'm sitting here listening to you, you said the word pay. Well, if you use the word pay as I'm going to pay myself first, I'm going to pay my um my my plan, my process first. I love it. Otherwise, we got to think about this as how am I going to fund my business? How am I going to fund my financial institution that then will fund all my investments from that point forward? Will fund yeah. my lifestyle, will fund all of these other things that we have set within our path. And I think that that it goes back to mindset. It goes back to wordsmithing. It helps us focus on what is most important. This is just a tool, right? It is the vehicle that we use most frequently in order to store our cash if we're available to get it. Unfortunately, not everybody is available to get it. Every single day, we have someone who applies with us that gets denied. They get denied because they have bad health. They get denied because they got a bad track record with the law. <laughs> they, they get denied for, for many things, right? And unfortunately for them, they can't participate in the best tool that we know of today to store our cash. But I want to hear the rest of this interview. I want to hear what you guys talked about. You guys jump in with me. We're going to pull up to the table and belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome to the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we take complex financial ideas and make them simple again. I'm your host, Joey, the Italian Stallion Murray, and I am joined by the best financial coaches in the country. We're at a roundtable, but you just can't see it. And uh, I'm going to start to my left. You, you know him. You love him. He's the man with the million-dollar smile. Most people uh, talk to him about being Mr. Incredible himself, Mr. J.D. Hill. J.D., welcome to the show. Uh, you struggled a little bit there. Hey, and, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't pretend to be perfect. Hey, that's true. That's true. Um, I love your flat bill. Thank you. <laughs> the lighting is a little low in your room, though. You need to get one of those lights uh, so that we can see you better. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I think this is actually a, um, an under-discussed uh, topic that I'm excited for us to, to really get into. What is today's topic? We haven't even talked about it. Oh, we haven't. Well, the topic is, do I have to pay my premiums until I'm 100? And what if I don't live to 100? Well, I just <laughs> added in the last part, but it's do I have to pay my premiums until I'm 100. And what, we're talking about life insurance premiums, right? To right. The, the baseline of infinite banking is a properly structured whole life insurance policy. And so that's a natural question. Now, we're not going to answer it before we introduce everybody else, right? Thank Let's you. keep going right. to your left. You love him. He's the, the financial guru who takes it downtown. That's what I like to call him. Downtown Ernie Brown. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm grateful. <laughs> grateful for spring. Grateful to be here. Grateful to be around the round table. Grateful to be in the inner circle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The inner circle 
is where it happens, right? If you're not a part of this conversation right now, why not? Join us. Go to wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash free call. Jump on a call with one of these coaches and they'll walk you through how to be a part of this inner circle and how to go the next step further towards your financial freedom goals. Now, we're going to round out the table today with the retiree of the group. The man who said, my passive income is so large, I can't stand it anymore. I have to be retired. I'm, I'm walking away from my, my pilot job. Mark the Gooch Haraguchi. Welcome, my friend. Good afternoon. Now, I, you know, on this topic, I, we, we, we kind of brushed on it that we were, we were going to roll out a new format for you. So, um, you know, in that theme, you know, do I have to pay my premium until I'm 100? Um, I'm going to go with no. Ernie? No. JD, your answer? Uh, immediately no. Joey, your answer? No, no, you do not have to. All right, thanks a lot. Be sure to like, rate, and review us. We appreciate you guys tuning in. That's it for this episode. We're going to call it a wrap. <laughs> See y'all. Oh, if only. If only it was that easy. Uh, so, so guys, let's talk about this. Why are we? Why are we even bringing this concept up? This question is it any any reason in particular, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. This is people are so focused on on the near term, right? Let's face it. We now live in a world of instant gratification. Uh, Amazon used to be a couple of days, then it got to two day. Now it's like you know you can maybe get it one day. You might be able to get it that day. And really, everybody wants what they ordered yesterday. So we, we've completely transitioned away from a long-term view. And when we can see further down the road, we can actually see how this really isn't a problem, but something that's really great. And it leaves a lot of doors open for you. So you're, you're thinking that someone's asked this question because they want immediate gratification. Well, I, I think what people are looking at is they're, they're looking at this and they're thinking, oh my gosh, well, I don't even want to think that far out. That's just way too far down, far down the road. I, I really only want to think about this for, a shorter period of time. When okay. go back to what Nelson said, that's actually contrary to his whole philosophy. Gotcha. JD, what's your thoughts on it? The, the question is, why is this important? Is that the question? Yeah. Why, why are we bringing it up? Why, why do you think so? Yeah, no, I, I think it's important because oftentimes uh, when people look at IBC, they're not really, whether they've read Nelson or haven't read Nelson, or they've, they've, they maybe picked up YouTube or, or done whatever, they get the general principle of it, but they don't understand this is banking, right? And, and banking is, that's long-term thinking, right? It's, it's generational thinking. And, and I think oftentimes we look at this from a very short-term perspective and not looking at it in light of the big picture, that this isn't just me and what I'm doing, but it transcends that and it goes into my kids and hopefully their kids and so on and so forth. So, I mean, it's a very long-term way of thinking um, that I think oftentimes we don't really consider. So you're kind of on the same boat as Mark, but you're applying it strictly to the fact that they're missing the point of banking itself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mark stole some of my, my notes, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, those things kind of get blurred, you they know, do. Ernie, what about you? Morris at JD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, if you ever try to make plans with somebody who's like, Hey, would you like to, to go do such and such with me? Yeah. And you, you know, you know that they're, they, they want to, but they also want to keep their options open. That drives Absolutely. me crazy. <laughs> that is totally against my personality. It's, it's, it's a yes, and it will always be a yes, or it's a no. 
And it's, it's definitely a no, right? I just want to give an answer, but there's these people that have they're commitment called, issues. They're called millennials, by the way, your generation drives you crazy. Yeah, sure. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I, uh, it's all, it's all, this is my experience. It's all it's everywhere. It's everywhere yeah. now. These people with these commitment issues. It's spread like wildfire. This, this is a, do I have to pay a premium? So a hundred, I don't know how far you are, but I'm a long ways from a hundred. Mm. That seems like a long time. I'm not sure that I want to commit to something like that. I think that's why this is important. I gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of, let's say you've been listening to us for months and you're interested in this idea of infinite banking, like you've been pontificating about mm. how this could possibly work for you. But this is the question in the back of your mind that has ha held you on hold, right? Like, I just don't know if I could go that long. I don't, I've never committed to anything that long in my life. I don't really know the, the, the potential risks of paying this for a hundred years or having to pay less. This to me, the importance of this question today is to get you over that hurdle, right? To get you to say, oh, no big deal. I, I can get past this and I need to, I need to get on a call with these guys. Um, what do you guys think is like, is there anything pertaining to current day? Like, why is it important we talk about today, not just in general? Mark, I'll bring it back to you. I'm not, I, I don't really see a difference between today and yesterday and tomorrow. This is, this is just setting up something that's going to be a foundational piece for you going forward. Um, and so if, if long-term planning is holding you back now, then can you, can you tell me at what point in time it's not going to hold you back? Because mm. Nelson says in Becoming Your Own Banker, this is a long game. This is a long-term planning process. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. You're not just going to snap your fingers and everything's going to be great. This is going to be a process. And so that's why it's going to take some time for the seeds to be sown and for the harvest to come out. And you got to be willing to tend that crop the whole way. No doubt. JD. I think this is important today um, because oftentimes we, we will make financial decisions 10, 15, 20 years down the road, thinking 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, but not actually knowing what that's going to look like. Right. I mean, like my life today looks nothing like I thought it was going to look like 10 years ago. Like it's totally different. And we approach these types of financial decisions like, man, I'm going to stop doing this at this point. I want it to look like this. And it's not going to look like that at all. Right. And, and I was in a meeting with Ernie one time and I thought he'd asked a very profound question uh, to the individual that we were talking to. And he asked the question, he said, do you think you'll ever have money not coming into your checking account? Now, that's a really good question because the answer is hopefully no, <laughs> right? Like I should always have some sort of income always coming into my personal economy. Well, if I do, what better place to put that than here, right? Like why would I ever want to stop? And, and so I just, I think, I think the reason why it's important now is because we can't think short-sighted. We have to think, are things going to change? And the answer is yes, they are, right? And so do you want the option to be able to make a decision when things change, to be able to pivot with those things as they evolve and change. Absolutely. Earn. Yeah, well to JD, I think is, is just nailing it, especially <clears throat> the compliments to me and I'll take all this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had a guy today tell me that that same exact thing. 
same exact thing. I think in terms of, of five-year chunks, which I think there's great wisdom in that, but he's, he's speaking of from an investment standpoint, I'm going to evaluate this over the next five years and I'm, I'm going to clean off and, and reevaluate. So it's that, that thought process today though, when we talk about implementing infinite banking day one, the, the decision that we make about how long we can pay premium, we, we make that decision from day one. Can I only pay premium for 10 years, 25 years until I'm 65 until I'm 90, 100, 121. That's a decision that gets made from, from day one and has long-term consequences. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. So you're saying that when someone is sitting through this process of building the system out, they have the ability to set the time frame of how long they pay that premium, but they commit to it literally at the outset of it. It's not something that they can extend, extend or change in the future. Clarify that. Sure. Well, I think the, the, the tendency, the temptation is to say, I can commit to this for five years, or I can commit to this for 10 years. I don't want to commit to this long-term because to JD's point, I don't know what the future has to hold. But in that same breath, you're saying, I don't know what the future has to hold. Maybe I want to continue to put in this. And so I think you boil it down. Would I like to have the option or not? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think we're going we're gonna to get into some topics today specific to what your, your last point, but that's going to come a little bit later. We're going to cover three things today. One is the mindset. Is this an expense, right? Number two, what if we made it so you stopped paying earlier? Like just go down the, the rabbit hole of what that would look like. And that way we can help kind of maybe answer the question a little bit better. And then the third, what are my options on the way to a hundred? So to your point, you just mentioned earn, we're going to go a little bit deeper on that. But I think honestly, guys, this is all based out of the idea that your premium is an expense. And let's, so let's go into this banking is, and that's, I'm quoting Nelson Nash. He would say this all the time. Uh, sometimes even awkwardly where people didn't know what he was even talking about. And, but I knew what he was talking about because I'd heard him say it a million times. Banking is if your dollars don't go into your system, where would they go? And so let, let's talk about how this is not an expense, but how our brain immediately goes to that. So Mark, talk to me about that for a second. How do you see this as a mindset issue? I think for a fair number of people, when, when they initially look at this, their, their mindset is going to, this is an expense 
and expenses don't create opportunities. Expenses are just problems that I have to deal with. And the way that we look at it, and I know that me specifically, when, when I look at this, my premium is not an expense. It's creating opportunities for me. I mean, it's something that I have to do, but it's something that I want to do because I know that there is the benefit of it when it's done. Whereas like when I, when, when I, you know, pay every month for my truck, um, my truck isn't spitting out additional opportunities for me. I mean, it gets me from A to B and it sucks a tremendous amount of gas right now, especially since gas is so expensive. <laughs> Whereas when I put dollars into my, into my banking system, right now said banking is when I flow those dollars through my system, I not only flow it through it and I have control over it, but now I have the opportunities of what I can do with that going forward. And those opportunities actually pay for all the expensive gas I have to put into my truck. Hmm. What are, what are the thoughts you guys have on that? I think um, to that point, uh, or am I muted? No. All right. So um, <laughs> we have the ability of being able to have hindsight. And hindsight is such a wonderful thing, right? Because I can look back on where I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago, however long ago that was, and remember how I felt when I first started my policies or some of my policies. I had the benefit of hindsight, right? And in the beginning, that's when the policy naturally has its biggest expense. Just like with starting any business though, the beginning of any business venture that you start, it's the most expensive. It's where you put the most amount of energy, resource, effort, time into getting that business up and running and profitable. And so oftentimes I think we, at least for me, we look at it as an expense because of those first few year expenses when you're just starting. And then we, we, we play that out as if that's how it's going to be going, going forward into the future, because we haven't experienced the benefit of being able to put a dollar in and get $5 back. Right. Okay. It, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just said put in a dollar and get $5 back. Someone listened to us maybe early on and they're like, I don't understand an insurance policy gives me a death benefit. You're paying a premium. I've always considered this an expense. Mm -hmm. I, my mind just got blown by what you said. What, how would you explain that to somebody like that? Um, well, let me, Ernie, you, you're really good at, at, at articulating these really tough concepts like that. How would you explain that simply to, to someone? When I put a dollar in, it gives me $5. So that's right. Yeah. Well, I just remember, I just remember Nelson Nash saying one time, and, and he, he shows this in his second book, Building a Warehouse of Wealth. You can check it out. The history of his insurance policy. If you want to look at an old one, seven, eight years is nothing. <laughs> you know, a joker, 30, 40, 50 year old insurance policies. And he put in a dollar, the dividend, just the dividend, it's 10 times the premium. Oh, wow. And, and by the way, he was still paying the premium. That's a, that's a good deal. But, but what was he saying about the premium at that point in life? It was no big deal. And it was <laughs> no way big too deal. small. It is, he said, I, I can't wait to get to heaven to, to meet my brother and ask him why he sold me such a, a small policy. Was it like $323 a year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that's a long time ago. But, but fast forward this, you make a decision today what you're going to start. He had the benefit of being able to pay long term. He's still paying it. What is, what is $323 a year today, considering his income increased? I mean, it does the value of that dollar, right? It'd be nice to have a place to put 
your first $323, especially when it creates that result. That's just his example, his scenario. No doubt. So I, I think the mindset is, is interesting for us to, to shift. We've all been there. And I think partly it's because you, you hear the word premium and what does it evoke? It's expensive, right? Premium gas, um, premium fill in the blank, whatever it is, is always the more expensive option. Um, and, and anytime you've bought insurance of any other sort, it is always an expense, expense until it pays out. And in many cases, you hope it doesn't pay out, right? Whereas life insurance, especially the way we build these, is always turning into cash value that we are then leveraging, as Mark mentioned, into opportunities. So let's, let's talk about the alternative. You don't continue to pay till you're 100. What if we said you could stop earlier? All right. So JD, why don't you take this one? Walk us down that path. If you could stop earlier. Yeah. Stop paying the, the premium before a hundred. Let's say, let's say we just, somebody wants that and we're like, all right, sounds good. Let's do that. Let's just, let's just cut this thing off. I, the, the thing that, that, that troubles me about that just mindset in general, right. Is these policies, the way they're, they're, they're contractually designed is they're designed to get better every year. Meaning my policy is designed to be better next year than it was this year. And it was already really good. And then the year after that is designed to get better than that the following year than it was the year before. And so the idea for me of shutting something down, that's only designed to get better going forward, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. And if I did that and now I've, 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 I've shut this, this policy down and say 10 years or 15 years or 20 years where I've either taken it, what's called reduced paid up, right? Which, which means all the premiums that you paid into the policy, the, the insurance company has been calculating basically how much total death benefit that's purchased. And so you can say, shut it down. I don't want to ever put another premium into this, pay it up just like a, you pay off a 15 or 20 or 30 year mortgage. You shut it down. Premiums are never due again right? And, and now you can never put another dollar into it. And it just continues to grow and do what it's, what it's supposed to do. So you get the benefit of being able to do that. So now you're not required or obligated or however you want to feel about putting money into your policy anymore. But now that money has to go somewhere. Like mm. it, it has to go somewhere. So unless you're planning on being destitute and broke and no income ever coming into you again, I can't imagine a reason why you'd ever want to do that. So what, it what, is an option. What kind of a feeling do you have? I mean, just fast forward, bring the future to the present. Yeah. You have the ability. You just saw that last year I put in a dollar and it created $5. And this year is your last opportunity to put that money in. How are you feeling right now when you have the money and it has to go somewhere? I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm like, <laughs> how do I get another one? I got, right? I got like, I'm, I'm frustrated. Exactly. I, I can't imagine that I've just gotten this opportunity to take it away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, Mark, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, what if you made it just, just take that number, right? You, you said, I, I can only do this for 10 years and, and that's all I want to do. Fine. Great. You know what? We'll, we'll go ahead and build it and we're going to close that door. So that this thing is designed so that you only have to pay for 10 years. And then, like you said, year, year 10 hits and you make that last premium payment and you go, Oh man, what am I going to do with all this money? You know what? It worked for the last 10. Hey, can I start another one? 
oh, that's right. I'm now uninsurable. Mm-hmm. I had a life event that came along that closed that door on me. And now I no longer have the ability to do it. And so that would just really bum me out, which, you know, what, 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 you know, what if we made it stop earlier? Well, what we're doing is we're taking away all that efficiency. We're taking away the door to, to keep moving through. You're having to start the flywheel over that you and just you got going. you be able to start the flywheel. And, and I can exactly. speak to that directly because before learning about IBC, I put 10 pays on my kids. I didn't know what I didn't know, right? I'm grateful that I did it. But knowing what I know now, I wouldn't go back into it and design it that way. And there's a lot of jokers out there, right, that pretend to be practitioners of IBC and, and followers of Nelson, and they're not, right? And they're selling the, the, the system as the investment when it's not designed to be the investment. So when this guy that's hugging me right now, he's a little upset, so I apologize. Um, but when, his, when he's 10... That's Did he just last... find out? Did he just find out about this? That... <laughs> that's that's right. But 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 when 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 that I mean obviously we'll be able to because he's still insurable. Praise the Lord. But like the fact that he's going to have a ten year old policy that I can't fund anymore that's a frustrating dynamic for me. Knowing what I know now. Mm. Ern, what are your thoughts on stopping short? Anybody want to stop short? Not me. I mean, I I, I truly have nothing new to add. These guys are all over it. I mean, that's a bad feeling when you get to that point of no more dollars can go in and you're forced to look at, well, now I've got to start over. Nobody nobody wants to come up short. Well, I'm going to say, let's transition to the last point here. What are the options in, Ern, I'll let you start us, on the way to 100? So if you set your policy up for 100 years, like until you're 100 to pay, what are your options along the way? Yeah. Well, let me just add this. 100, we just, we just, picked a hundred, right? There's, there's certainly policies that go to a hundred. There's ones that go to 90, 95, 121. The idea is a long time, right? A long time. So let's say that you did that. That's, that's the point. You don't actually have to pay that premium all the way until your age 100. You absolutely have the right to, which is a great thing, but there's certain ways that you could, you could stop. And actually, if you look at becoming your own banker, there's several different types of examples of, of what's being done there. Some of those are paid till 65. Many of them are paid to hundred at either point. A lot of times Nelson is switching so that the dividends are paying the premium. If you wanted to stop and the dividend was at a point where it was large enough to cover the premium, it could pay for itself. Okay. So there's that, one option. One thing. And that's, that's right there in the book. Right. Mark. Another one. Uh, sorry, so I'll, I'll, I'll let Mark go. No, no, Ernie, keep going. You're on a roll. to cut you off. <laughs> okay. A- a- another one, uh, to my knowledge, this one's not demonstrated in the book. Probably need to check that, is, is to what's called pay up the policy. Just like you would create one with a limited pay scenario, you could do that in your long pay scenario, and it's called reduce pay up. And so you create the same result at your own timeline whenever you hit that point, and this is a irrevocable, this is where I want to stop. You can you can choose to do that and pay up the policy. No more premium has to go in, no more premium can go in. And so you get the same result. You you just said something so profound. It's an irrevocable decision. You cannot reverse that decision once you take it reduced paid up. There is no, you know, take backs. 
Right. And you can choose that from day one, or you can defer that decision to when it's, when you can dial that in when, it, when exactly you want to. Yeah. I think another option that oftentimes gets, gets overlooked. And I discuss this often uh, with folks that I talk about is, especially at the point in time when you put in a dollar and you're really getting three, four five, six $6 back is why not put the dollar in? And if you need it, just take it right back out. But then you're creating the five or $6 growth, mm -hmm. right? You can also borrow against the policy to pay the premiums to create that five or six or $7 growth. In other words, the, the options that you have with your policy are unbelievable that oftentimes people don't think that you actually have with, with, you know, traditional whole life insurance. Mark, any other thoughts from you? I was just reading this book today and they, and they were talking about when is the only time in your life when you have had absolutely no fear, no concern, and only the will to win. You think about looking at little kids. When little kids are learning how to walk, they keep trying and trying. They don't know about quitting. They don't know about what the long-term implications are. They don't even know what tomorrow brings. They're just focusing on now and the reactions that they get. And they are gonna keep fighting and fighting until they figure out how to stand up, stand on their own two feet and actually walk. It's after that, that all of a sudden we now start to bring into our mind risk, concern, long-term planning. And that's all good and that's great and we need to be cognizant of that and, and be prudent in our actions. But that little toddler wasn't worried about what's gonna happen once I learn how to walk and if I trip and fall and skin my knee. Well, let's deal with that when we get there. And I think that's kind of what we're, we're trying to illustrate here with, with our conversation, which is, I want to have the opportunity to do this as long as possible. I want to be able to fight to keep it going in the future. I love options. And that's if, if, if you are involved in the infinite banking concept, you are involved in options because the option of how you repay your loan, how you come up with your premiums, how you do all these things, those are options that are there for you. But once you start closing a door, sometimes it can be virtually impossible to open that door. So wouldn't you rather have the door open and you get there and like Ernie said, now you get to make the choice. You know what? I think I'm ready to close this door. Or you know what? Give me a second. I'm going to figure out how I can keep this door open and walk through it because maybe I have a windfall coming. Maybe that's going to cover my premium. Or maybe I could take a loan, right? Because you guys tell me, are there any restrictions on what you can take a policy loan for? No. Immediately haven't, found, no. haven't found it yet. <laughs> and we've all done some pretty creative things with what we've borrowed money for. And so you can actually borrow against your policy to fund your premiums, right? These are all the, the opportunities and things. And I don't expect you to know them all because I surely didn't. But hey, if you work with us, these are the things we can help you see. I never want you to make a decision in a vacuum or feel like you are truly an army of one. When you get to those moments, you have, you have concerns about making your premium. You have concerns about ongoing premium. That's what the inner circle is for. That's what your community coach is for. So we can help you see the landscape so that you can make the best tactical decision of how to proceed forward. Yes, that's what we're about to do. We're actually about to break down even some numbers so that people can see what we're talking about in the inner circle. So if you haven't joined us again, go to wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash free call. 
and jump on a call with one of these guys so that they can go through that process with you. I'm going to leave you with one quick analogy, and then I want to hear your, your final thoughts, guys. So we mentioned earlier, by shutting off the ability to pay premiums in the future, let's, we, we brought the, the whole point that, man, if I got there and I had the money to pay the premium and I couldn't, it would be ridiculous. It's frustrating, right? Because now I'm seeing that I could have put in a dollar and gotten $2, $3, $4 back. And I, now I can't do that anymore. But even more ridiculous, I want you to imagine this. You're the owner of a bank, the CEO of Regions Bank, and he walks into Wells Fargo's lobby, just his local branch there by his house. And he walks up to the teller and he says, hey, I'd like to make a deposit. Okay, imagine you're in the lobby and you see this happen. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? That is ridiculous. Why in the world would he or she be putting money on deposit at a bank that they don't own? That's exactly the feeling when you have shut off the ability to put money into your own banking system and you have to go and find somewhere else to put it. Don't put yourself in that position um, leave the options open as we've already mentioned. So that's my final thought. I want to bring JD. What's yours? Um, my final thought is understand that, that infinite banking is a system, right? It's not necessarily the product. It's a system. The product and the tool that we use happens to be, um, uh, dividend paying whole life insurance. And, when working with a practitioner, whether it's us or, or someone else, I think it's important that people don't make it gimmicky. Don't make it something that it's not, right? It's not the investment. This is just what Joey said. It's where I'm storing my cash, right? It's where I put my money before I go and invest in other things. And so when you got people that are trying to make it gimmicky, trying to make it the star of the show, I, I, I think that should give you some pause um, because it's, that's not what it is. No doubt. Mark. Risk-free trial. That's what it is. Keeping the door open to 100, it's risk-free because you can close it whenever you want. So why nice. wouldn't you? Good call. Earn. I'm just encouraged looking at some of these comments here. We're, we're talking to our inner circle members right now, and they get it, and their comments are, are telling us that. Who, who wouldn't want to do this? Um, so in a sense, I'm man, I feel like we're talking about things that they already know, but in a sense, we're also talking to you listening to the podcast, who's not in our inner circle, who may be thinking about these things for the most part, I would say this is a, this is a question, a concern that comes up for people who aren't yet doing infinite banking. This is a non-question for, for those who have got some experience in this, right. And start to, it, it, it takes some some experience, not just some knowledge, but some experience of knowing this, where these concepts, where this, what we're saying bears itself out to be true. And so I would say, man, I encourage you. If, if you're looking at this, number one, keep the option open. Number two, some sound, sound instruction here, work with somebody who actually does infinite banking, who doesn't just talk about it, but who does it and doesn't just talk about Nelson, but ascribes to Nelson. And, no and participate in our circle. These guys, it's encouraging to see these comments. I'll just leave it with that. Awesome. Well, I'm praying and we're praying that uh, this was the question that will get you over the hurdle 
of taking the next step and getting started on your own financial freedom journey. This is the foundation, right? Infinite banking, having a place to store capital. If you don't have capital in one place that you can access, you're not going to find the way to financial freedom. It just is that simple. So hopefully this has helped you take the next step. If it has, please like this, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find us as well. And uh, as always, we appreciate you and we'll see you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.